Welcome back to the Hanging in the House podcast. I am your host, Mr. Watt, Vision House Studios. We make music for TV, film, and video games. And on today's episode, we got a very special guest, another Full Sail family member. She owns her own company. She's a veteran of the military. She's a veteran of parenting. She's a veteran at life. And she's bringing stuff about to help many people in many different facets. Everybody give a round applause to my friend, Latoya Smith. How you doing? Pretty good. How you doing, Mr. Watt? I'm full now. We just got done with dinner. <laughs> so I'm very relaxed at this point. Good, good. Barbecue chicken and broccoli. Oh, don't rub it in. <laughs> Um, no, did you have, what did you have for dinner? Leftover. So green beans, mac, uh, homemade mashed potatoes and ground beef with onions. Oh, that's very close to what I had. I just put some fresh barbecue sauce on the top. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say it was freshly made. I just said what I had. Yeah, this, this, this is the leftover day for us. So first of all, thank you for joining me on the show. I appreciate being a part of the team. We can get into that in a little bit, but tell the world a little bit about yourself for people that don't know who you are, what you do, how you do what you do. Well, my name is Latoya Smith. Um, I am originally from Brooklyn, New York, Brownsville, Howard Houses, PS298. Um, as far as, you know, more about me, um, joined the U.S. Coast Guard when I was 19, joined the Reserve because I knew better than to go straight in active duty. Uh, fell in love with the military, marine science technician. Uh, unfortunately, I was happened to be in New York for 9-11. Um, there's a lot that goes into that, way too much for this podcast. Mm. But in the end, the Coast Guard said, you know what, you're really good at this stuff. We want you to be an instructor. So they sent me very young, only E4, going on E5, to become an instructor in the Coast Guard. And I realized, that I was destined for training and instructional design and teaching other people. I was really passionate about it. And one of the first things I did when I got out of the Coast Guard was find a degree program to help me get back into what I love doing. Um, over the years, 20 plus, I've learned that the way to really help people is to educate them. So I approach my job with informing and helping people to better understand what it is a product or service does or a system or a process. And that kind of became my thing. I started tying it to business practices and safety and security. And before you know it, um, went from job to job, kept trying to improve, make social improvements, be, be the change, be the positive influencer. And it just wasn't going well. So after the last company, I said, forget it. I'm going to invest my time and my passion and my my efforts into my own company, build the team and the culture and the work-life balance that all human beings want. And I don't care if it's not normal. That's what I'm going to do. And that's how we got to 3S Technologies. Um, the 3S stand for standards plus strategy equals success. And we put that into everything that we do. If you lack strategy or standards, you will not be successful. So I um, started that company with my husband, my partner, J. 
Jeffrey Smith. He is the love of my life. We met on eHarmony. Ooh. And um, we have four four hungry, always hungry, always odiferous teenage boys. <laughs> and, um, you know, we just get to the happy with what we're doing and we want to be happy with the work we do and the people that we work with. So um, that, that's where we are in 3S Technologies, really looking to give back, think outside the box and fix, fix those niche problems that big business, big tech, big enterprise seem to just want to, they want them to go away. And um, you have to address the, the little guy, the 90%, the, the have nots in order to bring about the social impact that we're all striving for. So uh, that's what 3S is focused on, which is why we have such a diversified project list because we're not focused on just one type of one kind of problem, but focusing on one type of problem, which is the type of problem that no one seems to want to put the effort into resolving. That's that's what's up. You found, (laughs) we discussed it before, like you found a need and filled it and to watch that seed that you planted grow and put in the work along with that in many different facets. uh, I think, you are being the rarity in business, but it's heavily needed. And I think from learning about those types of things, being in business for so long that you have to have that. You have to have all of those in order to change the face of what business looks like. So I definitely applaud you and all of that work and effort that goes into it, especially finding the right people for the culture to be able to build that. And sidebar, mm-hmm. let's let's kind of pull over real quick, put the, the hazard lights on for one second. <laughs> you met your husband on eHarmony. Yes, I did. And do, do you want to hear the whole story? Let's get a synopsis of the story because this was something I didn't know. So we finding out <laughs> the world is going to find out at one time. Shout out to eHarmony for bringing true love to people. Yes, um, it's, you definitely get out of it what you put into it. I do know people who have tried to rush through that profile just to get a Saturday night date. And believe it or not, in many cases, they don't get matched. The, the system can tell when you are looking to appease or to please, but you're not giving honest responses. But um, anywho, um, Jeff and I had both been married before, and I don't drink, I don't dance, I don't go to clubs unless I'm the designated driver, and I just end up drinking bottled water and playing pool all night. So um, the dating scene was not for me, and I wanted to get it right my second time around. Um, At the time, I was a single mom, and I was still in the military, but I didn't want to be by myself. I knew what I wanted in life. I knew what I wanted in romance, and went after it. And I was extremely honest. I told them that they wanted me. They had to bring take the baby daddy and the drama and the kids and the diapers and everything else. Right. And and I I started off international, ended up with all kinds of matches. But I said, oh, I need to go to the States. So um, Jeff and I met, I think I started in August. Jeff and I met in the end of September, October, and we just clicked. We were even reading the same book, Three Pillars of Faith. And, you know, how does that happen? Someone you just met, you're both reading the same book. And, and he sent it to me in the mail. He's like, oh, here, take my copy. Wow. And um, 
you know, we're, we're a mixed couple. So I am of African and native and Jewish descent and Jeff is Scottish, <laughs> red hair, blue eyes, uh, freckles. And, um, you know, we just, we just clicked, um, from the first time we started sending messages, it just seemed right. Um, fast forward, um, he came and met me and my two boys and my boys fell in love with him. And that's when I decided he was the one. My youngest at the time had this blanket. He would not get rid of it. And, um, he actually teared me up first meeting Jeff, never met him before. He gave Jeff his blanket. Not the blanket. The blanket. And I was and I was all welled up. And he's like, "What's wrong?" I said, "He has. Ne- he won't give me that blanket." And um, that was it. Um, by that August, he proposed. The following year, um, that November, we were married. And he said, "I'd like to have uh, another baby." And next thing you know, that January, I was pregnant before our first anniversary. <laughs> Uh, we had our third, and then a few years later, we had our fourth, and we've been happily married for 15 years. And I tell old people we wanted to get married. We only were both off on Veterans Day, and I was still in the Coast Guard. He was working for the court in Michigan, and we ran out to Vegas on New Year- on uh, Veterans Day. Um, Met a cabbie who also happened to be from Brooklyn. He asked us what we wanted to do. We said get married. He took us to the hotel, helped us drop off our bags. We jumped both back in the cab. He drove around town, took us to City Hall so we could get our license, got back in the cab a little after midnight. He drove around town until he found an all-night chapel. They were full. I saw the drive through and said, how about that? They said, you want to? I said, yes, how about that? We got back in the cab, drove around the building, came through the drive through Got married in a drive-through. The cabbie was our witness, and we came back to the east side from Las Vegas the next morning as husband and wife. And that is our story. And that's what happens when you pass the blanket challenge. <laughs> yes. Ladies, take note. If he cannot pass the blanket challenge, he may not make it to the altar. Just saying. That is a beautiful story. So, and I'm glad you shared that with me. All the stuff we talk about, that's the first time we talk about that. But that's cool. So. Yeah, it's, um, it's not a secret. It's just, um, it has to come up in conversation. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, uh, long story short, I met my wife at Walmart. She was okay. working. I was shopping. It was third shift. I had just got done with a show. And needed some items. And the rest I will save for another episode of the podcast with her. <laughs> so she could tell her side of the story because I might be a little biased. <laughs> so okay. I, I, I'd, I'd love to, to hear that when I listened to the, the first one with her. And I thought it was amazing. I even shared it with on my Facebook network because uh, you guys are amazing. You work well together and. You guys just naturally come together, so thank can't you, wait for the you. next episode. Yeah, that's that's gonna be that's coming up. We'll we'll forecast <laughs> okay. into that. So let's get into full sale. Mm-hmm. Your experience and your degree program is not your typical quote unquote degree program for full sale. How was mm-hmm. that 
during your time? Full sale was a blessing. You know, most people are just like, ah, full sale. You know, I went there and I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that. And I'll say first, you get out of it what you put into it. Um, I was looking for a a master's program. I had just finished my bachelor's degree in criminal justice, uh, the Department of Homeland Security, uh, because I was in the Coast Guard. Um, And I desperately wanted to get back into doing the work I did when I left the Coast Guard. And they had this program. I was just starting to learn what instructional design was. And I said, that, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's instructional design. The other, my other requirement, I did not want to go to another school that was going to require me to take another doggone standardized test. I hate taking tests. I have <laughs> test anxiety and I don't believe in standardized testing anyway. But that aside, um, they met my requirements. I liked the curriculum. They weren't going to standardize my education. And the, vir- the very appealing for me was the virtual portfolio because it told me it was going to be hands-on work, not theory, not um, workbooks and textbooks, but actually getting the work done. I like to learn hands-on. Um, the program was great. I did the accelerated program. Uh, it's a 12-month program. I did it in 13 months because I needed a break because it is breaknet speeds for a mom of four to do that program. But um, in the end, I was salutatorian. And I think part of it was because I was not a traditional teacher. Uh, Many of my classmates were. I believe the valedictorian for my class was also not a traditional teacher. Um, But I loved the experience. I was telling people about it all the time throughout my program. And I talked about it so much. My brother, you know, retired Navy. After getting out of the Navy, he went to full sail and got his bachelor's degree. Um, my degree in education, media design, and technology opened doors because I, I started outside the box when it came to customer problems. And because of how I started off at Full Sail with looking at K-12 through solutions for adult learners, business learners, those who happen to be in safety and um, security, because that was my background, I was always applying it to that. That's what I did my capstone in was going back to the A school where I was an instructor and I did my research with that group. So um, I started off early looking holistically at problems and and Full Sail helped me to do that. Um, I recommend it all the time and, you know, it's giving me what I have today. Um, There isn't anything I learned at Full Sail that I have not implemented or applied in my career in the last you know, um, graduated in 2013. So since 2013, every tool and everything I learned at Full Sail, I have put to use 150%. So um, amazing. And um, I'm really hoping to be an impact to help those who either are or just graduated, you know, find that sort of satisfaction with both their education and their career. I think that the fact that it is real world education at a real world pace allows people who are not exactly your typical fresh out of high school student, people who have a passion for what they're doing, have drive and purpose. It's all fostering people like that because they don't Mm -hmm. teach hustle. Hustle comes from, you know, inside the work ethic comes from inside the passion, the ideas to keep going through all of it comes from inside, but they do facilitate 
to very well to people who want to succeed in whatever they're trying to do. So I appreciate that. It's, we try to give some big ups for success stories because <laughs> the school does have a bad rap when it comes to that. And mm -hmm. we don't give them all the credit, but we got to give them some credit because some stuff I hadn't thought about before I went through the program. And I'm thankful oh, that I did. And then we pay for the network because if I had mm -hmm. not, I wouldn't have never met you. Exactly. And we wouldn't be like best buds already getting ready to trade <laughs> recipes for Mother's Day and Father's Day. Exactly. Um, I I am really, you know, getting involved with the alumni network now and appreciating its value, and but also trying to add value. You know, it's not just about showing up saying, oh, I need a job. It's, it's about, you know, finding opportunities for others opportunities for collaboration, just sharing ideas, you know, that also goes into networking. And you can always meet someone who is where you were a year ago yes. and vice versa. Then you can meet people who are where you're trying to be in a year. So mm -hmm. that's an amazing thing. And, or even besides that, just building relationships and being quality human beings. We here at Vision House Studios like to foster being good human beings above anything else. Because if you lead with that, like Latoya says, if you have standards and, <laughs> you know, you, you're going to be successful, right? If you have a strategy, standards you're strategy. going to be yep. successful. So that right there alone told me what I needed to know about her and her company thus far. The rest has been a bonus. And let's get into real quick, what do you think? Because you're actively hiring full-sale grads, what do you mm -hmm. think the success rate has been or your relationships, along with being having success, has been with fellow um, alumni and other full-sale family? Um, you know, nothing is, is foolproof. Uh, I'll say that first. Um, but I have been impressed. I, I have been overjoyed. I've been surprised at how well we are coming together. Um, so bringing on the, uh, we started with a five uh, member team for our game design and development uh, as we are developing STEM e-learning games. And they, first they didn't know what to do with each other and me, kind of like a group of strange cats, but they very quickly gelled. They I knew that there was consistency in the education and the training that they received because they went to full sale. I knew what to expect, but that doesn't address, you know, personalities and, you know, other motives that people may have. So we, we currently have a four person team and they are actually, you know, fully functional and, and prospering and being productive. And we went from, introduction of the team just in February to ready to start with our first, you know, beta testing um, and show and tell in three, two, three short months. And so I, I say that speaks volumes. It also speaks volumes that they are enjoying working together and they are enjoying the work itself and they believe in it and their, their passion comes through in how they do their work and how quickly they work. So I would say, and then, and then bringing you in, into the mix and, you know, I know what to expect because you went to full sale, but that's, that's only part of it. I want team members who are going to be passionate about their work 
and passionate about the causes that we're we're pushing for because um you want a job with purpose um i keep saying and i'm going to originally uh originally put the blog out you know stop asking children what they want to be what they grow when they grow up ask them what they want their purpose to be in life uh, because I'm coming across many adults that no one has ever asked them that question, and I stump them every time. And with the team, I can tell that they have purpose. Maybe they haven't been able to put it into words yet, but it comes through in how they work and how they collaborate and, you know, the camaraderie that we have. So my experience with Full Sail as a student, as a business owner, as a, a, man, a hiring manager has all been plus. You know, like I said, nothing's perfect, but I, I couldn't be happier with our team. I, I love our team. We are a work family, and I hope that grows. I love the fact that you said ask an adult what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's pivotal. I don't think a lot of people, I don't think consumers think about it. I think creators do. Because that's my bridge of, you know, two types of people in the world is creators and consumers. I don't think consumers think about it as much as creators do. So what is it that you want, you would like to have dreamscape scenario, right? Your aha Mm -hmm. moment of your e-learning game and seeing one of your testers light bulb go off and this, you know, grin of their first banana split ice cream on their face. What is the moment that you seen that allowed you to have the conviction, the strategy and the work ethic to make this happen? Can you explain that a little bit? Um, I think it's mixed. Um, you know, so, something else about me, um, my husband and I pulled our boys out of school, regular public school back in Pretty much almost the same time I started at Full Sail University um, because I realized that, you know, what we wanted for them, they weren't going to get in, in that school district. So having them at home, you know, first they did Montessori school, then we did homeschool, then we did online school. So for eight years, they haven't been in a regular public school system. And having them enjoy the learning process through gamified learning, you know, watching their eyes light up, watching them get it, you know, that when you realize, okay, they're not just memorizing, this is clicking, this is clicking for my five-year-old, this is clicking for my nine-year-old, that's when a parent is just like, oh my gosh, this is the joy of learning. That is my, where I'm clicking, but I don't want that just for you know, my children, I want all children to have that relationship with learning. And that between the military and, you know, corporate and in and out of, you know, different industries, government, um, NASA, I I fell in love with, it's, it's almost like um you get a rush, you know, out of what they are experiencing. And I want everyone to really be looking forward to learning. And I would like for this game to introduce that feeling for for these learners so that they get hooked and then they want to push and learn, especially in the STEM subjects, because we are falling behind in the U.S. when it comes to, you know, academic aptitude and, and progress when it comes to the STEM subjects. 
But um, being able to do that, not just for full body, full able-bodied learners, but for those who others have cast aside because, oh, you know, your, your limbs are not normal. And, and because you can't, you know, you can't see like everyone else or you can't hear like everyone else, that doesn't mean anything is wrong with their brain. And I want them more than anything to have that experience of being on the same playing field and being able to, to play and learn and compete in the same way like every other one, every other student. And for them to have that aha moment and start enjoying um, the educational process. I think you improve the quality of life of everybody around when you have those aha moments. Mm-hmm. When you have those, you know, my phrase of catching unicorns, when something mm-hmm. finally clicks and you put all the dots together, no matter what industry or anything that you're talking about goes into, but to have that and the people around you are affected by you having that moment as well. Yeah. So shout out to you for that. That's that's <laughs> it. it Bring the audience back, studio audience, <laughs> to to bring that up. And let's do a quick plug of your site, your socials, your new clubhouse fandom. Okay. Want to do some plugs um, really quick? I, I will say these, this is definitely new. Um, I've been on Facebook for over 15 years and I still have less than a hundred friends that I should tell you about my prior relationship with social media. (laughs) (laughs) But, but no, um, you introduced me to to clubhouse and it really opened my eyes because I've done, you know, the, the referral business networking and, you know, you got to pee into it just to talk and, and you have access to a group of professionals that can help your business grow and you help theirs. Clubhouse has turned that completely on its ear. I don't know what those referral companies are going to do now because with a platform like Clubhouse, you know, it's just easy access to just go and be yourself and find like-minded business professionals or just like-minded, you know, individuals and just talk. I don't mean memes and and emojis and and repurposing someone else's video to, to get attention. I mean, just being yourself speaking from your heart and sharing what you know in order to make those connections. And it's fun. And it's, it's amazing. (laughs) I'm, I'm already, I already have two, two um, clubhouse sessions scheduled for Saturday and Sunday, you know, first we're going to talk about the socioeconomic impact of COVID-19 on the disadvantaged on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we're going to talk about, you know, developing accessible e-learning and gaming solutions. Now, are you going to make this a regular thing? I am going to try to make at least the, um, probably not the socioeconomic impact, but definitely those efforts that kind of stem from what we are trying to accomplish with our products and services. You know, like with our web app, we are definitely trying to tackle socioeconomic disadvantage and not just women or men or minorities, but all of those have not who have been struggling even before COVID-19. And no one's, no one's, no one is putting forth the effort to think outside the box and help them out of their situation. So I'm rolling up my sleeves and I'm working in that space. Um, Had these revelations in the last couple of weeks with the vision impaired and the hearing impaired. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Big tech and the the enterprises are not paying attention to them. They're talking at them, throwing products at them, but they're not listening to them. You know, we can do something there. It may not be perfect, but, you know, we're going to do our part. So 
having Clubhouse as a platform to share that and find other like-minded individuals who support that and want to be a part of it is just amazing for me. Um, on Instagram, I am literally, I, I've been on Instagram for three weeks. I mean, Killing it. Uh, Twitter, I started. I started on Twitter. I stopped because of Trump. I went back to Twitter literally two weeks ago. <laughs> so uh, if anyone's looking, um, I've got like two videos on TikTok. We're, we'll, we'll get there. You know, 3S Tech CEO is uh, the handle and we're, we're going to do it. We're, I'm going to keep stepping out of my comfort zone to get this done and get the word out and get it to the people who need to hear it the most. Now, anybody should know that when you see a sister say, I'm rolling my sleeves up, <laughs> you either in trouble or something magnificent is about to happen. <laughs> so she just I'm used the phrase, the I rolled my <laughs> sleeves up, okay? And she probably got her shoulders tatted. I'm not sure because I ain't seen her roll her sleeves up yet, but we'll get back to that. I They're wanna... not tatted, but they are tattooed. <laughs> There we go. Boom. So she rolled the sleeves up. Y'all got work to do. And in the meantime, in the midst of you moving back from West Coast? Yes. Um, uh, so I did come to Eugene, Oregon to accept an executive role with a software development company. And when I realized that the culture wasn't what they said it was, and I ended up walking out and taking an employee with me, um, I decided, okay, we'll see how it goes here. But pandemic hit and it doesn't make sense to, to pay rent out here when we have a house in Ohio that's just begging us to come back. What is the West um, Coast culture like versus Midwest I, culture? Just not work, just life. Mm-hmm. I I will definitely say, especially being in into alternative means of education, I had a hard time on the East Coast, very standardized, industrialized approach. You know, you do have some bright spots on the East Coast when it comes to education. But the West Coast, you know, just the lifestyle and and the perspective here is very open to new ideas and innovation and creativity and what otherwise in the East Coast would be traditional, you know, um, industries. So it was... It was very appealing. Um, it's still very appealing. I'm, I'm hoping in 18 months or to two years, we can come out and do a short-term lease out here because I absolutely love life on the West Coast. It's just very expensive for a family of six and a dog. So, um, But in, in general, I feel free. I feel like I can explore. Um, it's definitely something we want to come back to and actually explore the West Coast when it's safe. Um, I feel like I can breathe. Um, we can breathe at home because we live in Amish country, but, um, <laughs> you know, being out here in the trees and all the green and just people who care so much about the environment, I get a lot of that here on the West Coast, not so much deep back home east. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That is a nice perspective on the difference in what you do and how you see people and what's going on. And we just hit our mark. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for doing the show. We had a great afternoon together at the meeting and the time thus far. If you got any shout outs, you want to do them really, really quick to anybody you want to say hey to. 
Shout out to 3S Technologies, the DevOps team, the um, game design development team, learning and development, all of our amazing virtual interns, and to my husband, Jeff, for the love of my life, and our four boys, Benjamin, Richard, Matthew, and KJ, and Lady, my little four furry daughter. Hey. <laughs> That's been the episode for today with Latoya Smith, 3S Technologies, Full Sail Family and Friends. We got through helping people out, finding passion and purpose today. That's a big part of what we want to do. Y'all be easy. Appreciate y'all listening to the show. Come on back for the next one. This one was a little different, but we're going to get back to that as well. All right. Thank you. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Love each other. Be cool. Peace.